Hey, hey, welcome to the Business Beauty Network podcast, where business meets beauty. I'm your host, Brandi Taylor. Welcome, welcome. I'm super, super excited to have you here. We have an awesome episode in store for you. I've been in this industry for over 16 years, and it is my goal to bring thought-provoking conversations from business and beauty professionals to help us grow our business and expand our minds. And as I would say, it's not just lipstick, it's business. So we mixed in a little fun, and we drop episodes on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. You can also subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, anywhere that you listen to your podcast as well. So make sure you check us out there and listen to it and subscribe there. Also click the bell in YouTube so that you don't miss an upload. You also want to make sure that you check out our podcast on our website at businessbeautynetwork.com. You can email us at hello at businessbeautynetwork.com. We are super excited to have you a part of this community. And here is Hey, hey, welcome to the podcast. A new day, a new week, and a new episode of the Business Beauty Network podcast. Welcome, welcome. Hey, 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 everyone. I am super, super excited to share today's episode with you. I have an awesome guest in store for you today. But before we get into that, make sure that you are subscribed to the Business Beauty Network podcast wherever you're listening. It's totally free. So wherever you're listening, click subscribe, follow, but make sure that you are connected to us. As well as if you are enjoying the podcast and it's made, impacted you in any way, or you just really enjoy listening to the interviews and the show, then make sure you leave us a review on Apple. That'll help other people to find us. So a five-star review would be greatly appreciated. So definitely leave us a review on Apple so other people can find us. And check out our website at businessbeautynetwork.com. You can definitely connect with us there. You can connect with us on all social media outlets. And you can connect with me at I am Brandy Taylor on Instagram and Facebook. So definitely let's connect. I'm on threads too. I'm trying that whole thing out. But um, I really haven't, I, I don't know if threads is going to be a thing, but yeah, definitely connect with me for sure. And um, I'm super excited to share today's episode with you. But before we get into the guests and all the awesome things I got coming up for today, I wanted to share what, I, what I've been thinking. And um I just really had this thought because I, I, I've i been going through some things. I would say the last year I've been through a lot and I thank God I don't look like what I've been through. And one thing that I learned through the journey that I uh, have come through is that I'm learning not to allow my feelings to control me too much. I'm learning not to be moved by how I feel because I used to hear that all the time. Like, you know, you don't want to be led by your feelings, but as a woman, oftentimes women are emotional beings and, you know, and oftentimes we are led by our feelings. Like we do a lot of things by how we feel, right? But sometimes, your feelings can have you on different highs and lows and all over the place, right? If you if you allow them, right? So if you allow your feelings to control everything, that can be a bad thing, you know? Um, especially, like I said, as women, we go through hormones and different things go on. And I just learned that no matter how I feel, right? 
I have to still remember what I know. So in spite of how I feel, I have to remember what I know. And that's why sometimes you have to remind yourself of who you are. You have to affirm who you are and you have to speak life over yourself and speak it into existence, into whatever situation you have going on in spite of how you feel, because sometimes you feel like a nothing. Sometimes you don't. Right. Right. And, and because it's like that, if you allow your feelings to lead you, you can, like I said, you can almost be crazy because it's like highs and lows and you're in the middle and all of that. And so I'm really learning that in spite of how I feel, you know, in spite of how I feel, I still have to get up. I still have to keep going. I still have to deliver on excellence in every area of my life in spite of how I feel. And and, and it's not always as it, it's not always as bad as you feel. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's just you just feel bad and you may feel better tomorrow. And that's why you can't allow your feelings to lead you too much right you know and to a certain extent like i said there's always an exception to the rule but i'm really learning that and that's just been a life lesson for me so i thought i'd share it on today but i'm super super excited about today's guest because she created a solution for us once again i always love entrepreneurs that create solutions for us instead of just talking about it be about it, become the solution, right? Instead of just always talking about the problem, she decided to create a solution. So today's guest is Sierra May. Now Sierra started a company, Rebundle. And when I read her bio and everything, I was really interested about every about having her on and about her company and all of that because I actually suffer from the issue that her product solves. So she created braiding hair with uh, banana fibers. Her company is Rebundle. And the braiding hair is supposed to be um, help you not break out. So the banana fibers are better for you because the type of hair that we currently use is, um, you know, plastic, toxic plastic, right? And a lot of people become irritated to these toxins that they're putting in the braiding hair that we use. And I know I was suffering from rashes on the back of my neck that was associated with me getting braids and everything and using that particular hair. So she created a solution because she was breaking out as well and she got tired of that and she knew many people that was having scalp irritations and all of these different rashes and things such as myself was having due to the braiding hair and rebundo is created with fibers that are safe for you that won't you know break you out and everything and so i love the fact that she created a solution to a problem for us by us right for african-american woman by an african-american woman and i really enjoy you know connecting with her and learning more about her brand and all the awesome things she's doing with rebundo and so i just encourage you to check it out but before i go on and on about sierra and all those things let me give you a little bit of sierra's bio after suffering from one too many itchy scalps while wearing her protective styles founder sierra amani may set out on a mission to find a solution. Along the way, she educated herself on what was sustainability is and turned over every stone to find the technology that will give your scalp and earth the love it deserves. 
Rebundle uses revolutionary technology to dramatically reduce the health and environmental disparities in the hair extensions industry. Using repurposed biopolymers and natural extracted banana fiber, each strand of hair is plant-based and sustainably made for more comfortable and less waste. So I am super, super excited to share today's um, episode with you. You're going to really enjoy learning more about Sierra and Rebundo, and here it goes. Hey, hey, welcome to the podcast. It is your host, Brandy Taylor, and we have an awesome guest today, Sierra May. Welcome, Sierra. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on. So, Sierra, before we learn about your business and all the awesome things you're doing, tell us something about yourself that most people would not know. Oh, that's hard. Um, <laughs> okay. Let me think. This is unconfirmed but I believe it to be true. I am left-handed, left-footed, and I think that my left foot is slightly bigger because shoes are a little more uncomfortable on my left foot than my right foot. I don't know if it has any correlation with the fact that I use my left hand and foot more, but I have a hunch that my left foot is just a tad bit bigger. It is, everybody, <laughs> it is. Oh, everyone. Okay, that's really a fun fact, but that's my fun fact. <laughs> no, it's cool. I, I really, it, it is. Some people may not know, but yeah, it's like that for most people. I find um, my right foot is a little bit bigger. So sometimes like shoes, I would have to go a half a size bigger because it would be a little bit snug on the right. <laughs> so yeah. And, I'm glad uh, I said this out loud. I would have never known this is a common yeah. problem. So I think it's a common thing. <laughs> but thanks for sharing, Sierra. So Sierra, um, what sparked the inspiration to start your business? Like, how did you get into this industry? Well, like you and probably a lot of other Black women, I've experienced scalp irritation from plastic synthetic hair and was looking for something different, um, something that wasn't going to irritate my scalp. And then also recognizing that those those hair extensions were made out of plastic and was trying to find something that would not only meet my needs from like an everyday wear uh, perspective, but would not continue to contribute to single use plastic pollution in the same way that plastic synthetic hair was. So it was, it all started out as really like a question of, you know, what's, what's plastic synthetic hair made out of? Where does it come from? Why does it irritate my scalp? and what could be done differently. And so I just sort of stuck with it because I knew that it was a really important problem, not only for me, but all the other black women and people who wear braids that were having really similar experiences as me. Interesting. Um, so how did you go about creating this business? Did you research and see, was it, is it, was it a need that wasn't being fulfilled at the time? Like, what was the process of finding out, um, you know, how to become the solution? Well, yeah, I definitely started out doing a ton of research, spent a lot of time on um, just looking into as much information on the Harrison's industry as possible, spending time on YouTube, um, talking to other people who were in the Harrison's industry when I could, and trying to understand the, the full landscape. Uh, I believe it's estimated that the global wigs and extensions market is, is valued at about 14 billion. And so there was no shortage of opportunity. And that was really clear. 
But what I didn't find was um, lots of innovation around how hair extensions are being made or where they're being made, what they're being made out of. And I was really curious about where the money was going along the value chain and how decisions were being made about not just the the materials being used, but how they're being distributed and um, what touch points we as consumers have along that value chain and how you know this problem with scalp irritation had persisted for so long. I was really curious about how it come to be the way it was after several decades. And when did you start uh, Rebundle? I started working on this in 2019, and then we did a soft launch in early 2021. So I guess four years now. Okay. So for the people that do not know, tell us exactly what Rebundle is. Rebundle is the first U.S.-made plant-based hair extensions brand. We make primarily braiding hair out of banana fiber that is itch-free, toxic-free, and then biodegradable after use. Um, today, it's available in seven colors, but probably by the time this goes live, it will be available in eight colors. And um, we have three different lengths available as well, depending on you know how you like to wear your braids. And you can find us on our socials, website, pretty much everywhere at rebundle.co. Awesome, awesome. It, I was really interested in having you on because I get braids all the time and I started getting um, rashes on the back of my neck mm. and I didn't I, actually at first I did not associate it with braids at all. I, did, I didn't no, know what it was, right? <laughs> but I think, I don't know, it was like and it, I start. I noticed it this, the second time because I had got them back to back or something. I got them. I think I let my hair out for like a couple weeks and then I my skin cleared up and then I got them back and I noticed I, that rash was right back on the back of my neck. So I was like, oh, it's something with the hair. And that's mm -hmm. when I started to realize. So I had to have my hairstylist wash the hair now prior to me coming. And honestly, a lot of hairstylists don't like to do that. And it could be a hassle and things like that. And um, or just, you know, you know, it's a lot of hair. It's a lot of hassle. And you got to prep for the appointment, a lot of different things. But she she did it. But she has to wash it before I can get it. And I know a lot of women struggle with this, you know, like scalp irritations and rashes and different things when it comes to using synthetic hair and in some extensions. Um, during your research, did you find out why this is? Are they using something that's ir irritant to the skin or what is going on with that? Yeah, I mean, that was my goal is to get a definitive answer. Plastic synthetic hair irritates our scalp because it has X in it. And what I actually ended up finding out is plastic synthetic hair in most cases is made out of polyvinyl chloride which is one of the top five plastics used in the world, but it's like the number one, um, not, I don't say number one. It is one of, among the top rated um, toxic plastics in the industry as well. And so when you think about that correlation of it being widely used in many applications, but specifically in this application where it's touching our scalp, our face, our neck, in your case, where it's breaking you out, our chest, our backs, et cetera. Um, our bodies, our skin is absorbing those chemicals. 
that are known toxins, known carcinogen and dopamine disruptors, and is is omitting a response that um, something's not right. You're having an uh, contact dermatitis experience of your body reacting to those uh, toxins that are in those fibers. So it's not, it's, it has some to do with what the makeup of the hair is, like all the other things that we found in there could be emulsifiers, could be phthalates, could be the animal meat fat, could be a number of things. But at the core, these products are made out of a really toxic plastic that really doesn't belong on our scalps anyway. That's good to know. I wasn't ever sure what was causing it, but I did notice a difference when she would just wash the hair. She said she would utilize like, uh, I think she said vinegar or something. <laughs> She's in, um, in washing. It doesn't work for everyone. It works for some oh. people, but I think to your point, a lot of braiders don't want to do that because it is an extra step. Um, they have to take more prep time. They have to advertise it. Um, they have to say yes or no, whether or not they're going to do it, or maybe you as the person that's getting their hair, braid, hair braided will be responsible for doing it, but you have to take the extra step. And um, it doesn't work for everyone. So it's not, it's more like a Band-Aid solution rather than mm-hmm. a, uh, like a painkiller, which is to eliminate the problem altogether, which is why I, I figured out early on that there was no sense in me trying to iterate around making plastic synthetic hair better, but instead to source a more natural fiber that did not have these same uh, risks associated with them, such as the the um, carcinogens and endocrine disruptors. Did you have any trouble creating a product? Like, was it difficult yeah. to create a product like this? Absolutely. It's, it's unlike um, a lot of the other beauty brands that I really admire, what we were building didn't have... Um, any proof of concept, didn't have any examples that we could really follow. There were no contract manufacturers that I just give them some specs and they spit out a product for me um, that didn't exist. And so I'm also non-technical, I'll add that. So I had to work with people with the appropriate backgrounds to help bring my vision for this product to life and worked through several iterations to get it to the point that it could be on the market. I would say it's probably one of the most rewarding experiences of of what we've been able to do here at Rebundle and equally the hardest part of what we've had to do too. What kind of feedback have you received from people who have purchased your hair? Like most things, feedback is all over the place, which I actually take as a sign of um, market validity that some people really like it and some people want it to perform differently. They wanted to do different things. They want to use it in different applications. Uh, So we take all that feedback and uh, either apply it directly to our product development roadmap or keep it in our back pockets for uh, later projects down the road. But something that's really consistent across all of our uh, feedback is no scalp irritation, no rashes, no hair loss, uh, no thinning, anything like that, really getting at the root of the issue that we were addressing. Other things that people really like is that the hair is super lightweight, so um, it feels really natural, like your own hair in your hair. Um, It blends really well with your hair in terms of color. And um, what are some of the other good things? I think people like the idea and like the opportunity to do something that's not plastic, especially if they're, I consider themselves to be a conscious consumer. So the fact that they can, you know, 
go about their their everyday lives really focused on um, being more sustainable, they can do that by wearing braid better because it's biodegradable. So those are some of the really key things that um, help us know that help us to know that we're headed in the right direction. Other things that we're still working through is like getting the texture just right. I mean, our hair, black women's hair is not a monolith. It, there are a variety of, of ways that our hair feels. And I think what the synthetic hair industry, even the hair industry in general has had um, years of, of experience doing is developing different products, different textures, different brands that have different um, offerings that some people prefer over others. So with ours, and this is just one texture, this is something that we're going to have to keep working towards to expand our um, offerings. And then what else? And that's the main thing. I think texture is always something that we're, we're constantly educating around um, and getting right. Awesome. Now, some braiders provide the hair and some do not. Um, do you offer like any type of program for stylists to purchase in bulk or anything like that at all? We do. And we have a braiders directory on our site that um, is available to anyone that has either already used the product or wants to offer the service to clients near them. And the goal is to help decrease that learning curve around using a different type of hair extension uh, and uh, finding success with the product. And we offer bulk orders order discounts to the braiders on our directory. Awesome. Now, how would someone go about joining the, the directory that you have? They can sign up directly on our site. Uh, there's a, uh, on the Finder Braider page, there's a, a form to fill out. It shouldn't take any more than a couple minutes. Um, that's the quickest way. And then I spend quite a bit of time doing outreach with braiders too. Okay, great. I think that is awesome. And I'm so proud of you, Sierra, for creating a solution for us, you know, like a solution for us for real, because I definitely plan on using the hair when I get my braids next. I'm, it's the summer and I'm definitely going to be getting braids. <laughs> right. Definitely. So that's coming. And I, I know braids isn't just a summer style. People wear them all year round. But a lot of times people are going on vacations and things like mm -hmm. that. And braids are just so much easier. So to have a product that will help people like me. And I was reading something on your site. I think it was like three out of 10 women suffer from it or something. And I wasn't even aware of that. So this is a big issue. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's phenomenal that you're, you know, helping to create a solution for it. Now, um, will, will you eventually have rebundle in stores or um, something like that? Is that in the works? Something that we're actively working towards we know that we're competing with not just um, a spot online and, and people being able to find us easily, but, you know, we traditionally buy our hair extensions in beauty supply stores and, and Amazon, et cetera. And so um, we're looking and considering what which partner makes the most sense for us to retail and to reach as many of us as possible. Great, great. So how have you gone about um, funding this brand? Is it all self-funded or? <laughs> no, if we were all self-funded, uh, I would probably have made very little progress. And we did bootstrap through the initial soft launch. I raised some grant and non-dilutive capital. And then I started taking on venture capital in um, early 2021. And so that in itself is is a journey. But when you think about the market opportunity and how many of us 
Black women and people who wear braids need this solution, uh, capital just helps us to move faster and to um, get more value out of the products and services that we need to deliver. And so um, to date, we've raised uh, about 2.1 million in dilutive capital. That's awesome. So how have you gone about marketing and getting the word out there and getting the hair in more people's hands? Podcasts like these and really strong word of mouth. Um, our socials are, are strong, helping people to understand and be educated on the product definitely goes a long way. But I would say our, our strongest metric is word of mouth and keeping uh, keeping our, our brand top of mind and keeping this solution top of mind for people like you and I um, who experience scalp irritation from plastic hair. Now, what has been the hardest part of your entrepreneurial journey thus far? Product development. <laughs> Period. Product development. Always, always, uh, maybe not always, but likely will always be an area that um, we will always be iterating on and investing in because it's it's core. Now, do you have any like plans to expand? I know um, it's pretty new and you're adding things on, you're adding new colors. Are you planning on offering different types of extensions and things like that? Definitely. There's room for us to go in a lot of different directions. But today we're really focused on delivering a a five-star experience with um, right better used in most cases for braids, but there's room for us to expand into other types of products, other types of hair extensions, additional colors, et cetera. Yeah. Awesome. And is it only braiding hair that causes scalp irritation or is it like other types of extensions as well? Braiding hair, you, or do you mean like plastic hair? Yeah, plastic hair rather, like uh, synthetic. Is it only that hair? Um, I don't want to say yes, but it is usually when someone is having a negative reaction to hair extensions is probably plastic hair. I think people's biggest gripe with human hair is the questions around the ethics and the sourcing. But I think for people who have the means to do so, they will use hum human hair for braids if plastic hair irritates them. So I think it, I think it depends on the person. Hmm. Now, um, is it the price point a big difference or has that been an issue at all or anything like that? Definitely has been something that um, we have to be mindful of. Plastic hair can be as cheap as a dollar and as expensive as, I don't know, I think like $12 in some brands, about $12 a pack. And that's a steep difference between what we offer, which is between 45 and 50, depending on the length. But if you think about our position in the market, human hair on average, good human hair is going to run you a couple hundred dollars. And if you're wearing them for braids, um, it could be a totally different price point because you need them to be long and most human hair is priced by length. So at our price point, we really sit in the, in a, the middle in terms of price and uh, value proposition because what we're actually doing is thinking about the category as a whole, not the industry and competing with plastic only or human hair only. We're looking at both sides and how we define um, what clean and sustainable hair extensions looks like as a category in this market. Now, what's the overall goal of your company? 
to dramatically reduce the um, the disparities with health and environmental impact from hair extensions that extends to the risks associated with wearing plastic hair and exposure to those toxins, as well as the waste that is largely unaccounted for um, with single-use disposal of plastic hair, and in some cases, human hair too. Most people, I think, throw human hair away when they're done, um, but it's usually compostable, so something to educate around too. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I just throw it away. <laughs> Depending on how it's treated, yeah, that's why I'm like, I think it, it depends. If it's heavily chemically treated, then maybe it's not as compostable. But I think, generally speaking, I mean, it came from somebody's head, so yeah, compostable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that is that is awesome. I think it is um, definitely a need for this, and I, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to discuss this with you, because it's so many people. It may still be people out there who are getting scalp irritations and not even knowing that it's their brains, you know, like they think it's something, maybe they're associating it with something else or maybe they're ignoring it. They wanted to, you know, have the brain. So I don't know what it is, but just to have a solution, I think is phenomenal. And so the, is it human hair with Rebondo? Is that what it is? What was that? Is it human hair that you use? Banana fiber. Oh, banana fiber. Okay. Okay. Cause I know we were talking about, um, human hair and all that stuff so yeah so it's banana fiber mm -hmm. that's unique and um how did you go about finding out that banana fiber was the thing <laughs> you know yeah so spending a lot of time online and thinking through and identifying what other natural fibers were being used to um, substitute or as an alternative to other materials that are single use single use waste like um garments and um what's it called like foodware like tupperware like things like that I was i was mm -hmm. looking into what else is being introduced as alternatives and some of those applications and looking for um similar innovation with fibers and how fibers could be used in in this application great now how would someone um go about purchasing the hair and learning more about your company. Yeah, I would recommend following us on Instagram and TikTok and then checking on our website, rebundle.co. Um, there is a 20% welcome offer for first-time purchasers. So um, subscribing to our newsletter will will give you that code. And yeah, just keep us keep up with us on all of our um, social media platforms. Awesome, awesome. Is there anything else you want to share with us on today? Um, depending on when this goes live, we'll have a new launch coming soon. So, um, be sure to follow us on socials to see what it is. Awesome. And I have the website, uh, scrolling. It is rebundo.com. .co. Yeah. .co sure is because uh, I messed up at first. So rebundo.co. So, you yeah, know, Sierra, um, so tell us like what inspires you? Just to keep going because i know it's hard like it's not it hasn't been easy to build this brand so what inspires you to keep going as an entrepreneur definitely um addressing the need and thinking about how many people who wear braids are being exposed to these toxins and 
experiencing scalp irritation, I think there's, I know that there's a lot more work that could be done. Uh, and I'm really focused on addressing this issue at large. And so I don't really have to wake up and think about like what I'm going to do that day because there's, uh, there's a long list of things that need to be done. Um, but all related to our end goal, which is to have a have an impact on um, the way this industry functions, the way the hair extension industry functions, but also providing a safe and sustainable alternative to Black women and people who wear braids. Definitely. Well, it was absolutely great having you on a podcast today, Sierra. I really um, enjoy learning about Rebundle. And I thought it was important to share something like this that's for us, by us, to help, you know, create a solution. Because sometimes I, a lot of products that are promoted to us are toxic for us, <laughs> you know, oftentimes. And um, whenever I see a Black business owner, you know, creating something that's for us and by us, I want to get behind it. So definitely, you know, Business Media Network want to support you in any way that we can. And um, definitely um, anyone who has that type of issue, I encourage you to check out Rebundle and Sierra and everything. And um, it was absolutely great having you on the show. Thank and you. one more time, give everybody your information on how they can find Rebundle. You can find us at rebundle.co online, on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, pretty much rebundle.co everywhere. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Sierra May, Rebundo.co. Everybody check it out. As always, stay great and we're out. Bye.